This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, bottom of the hour. Bill Bender from the Sporting News will go around college football, get his thoughts on the uh, slowing down, I think, of what we all thought, at least for a while, was going to be a rubber stamp, an expansion of the college football playoff. But right now, let's talk some Iowa State, shall we? Randy Peterson, Des Moines Register, joins us. Randy, Trent, and Ken, good to speak with you. How are you? I'm well. How about you guys on this? Beautiful, whatever this is, Thursday. God, you guys been out? Man, it's It's nice gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Had to wrap up a little on my walk this morning. Have you got yours in yet? Um, I have not. I'm going to finish up some stuff here, and I'll probably go walk through the fairgrounds. My almost daily walk to the fairgrounds here, I don't know, this afternoon sometime. Got to yeah. get her done. Got to get her done, Randy, at our age. Well, let's, uh, how did you, well, you survived Vegas, obviously. It was quite the experience, yeah. was it not? Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, it was what I thought it'd be. I went down on Thursday, and because mm-hmm. um, only because only because the Friday plane availabilities were so horrible. Right. Um, yeah. It, no. It was. It was fine. Um, I don't. I didn't do anything. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I. I. I don't know. I walked. <laughs> I. I, uh, I don't know. I walked and I ate pretty <laughs> much, and I had a beverage or two. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I stayed at the Tropicana, and that mm-hmm. no Iowa State fans were staying at the Tropicana, which was really? which was fine. I'm surprised No, they were that. all staying at Mandalay. They were staying at Mandalay. Which is right across uh, the street. Well, yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, in, in whatever I was there, two and a half days, whatever mm-hmm. it was, I did not see one Iowa State fan. Wow. Suicide, at least. That's wild. At... Um, at the trap, uh-uh, I didn't. I mean, there were some in the casino, right? And especially they were in the casino when Heinz and I got back to the hotel. Oh, golly, one o'clock in the morning Vegas time, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning Vegas time, whatever that was, Sunday morning, only to pick up our bag and go directly to the airport. Yeah. But, um, but um, yeah, but there were Iowa State fans all over the place. I mean, I walked early in the mornings there because it was in the hundreds every mm-hmm. day, and. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't see a whole t- a ton of Iowa State fans on Thursday, but on Friday and Saturday mornings when I walked, and I probably walked from, I don't know, Tropicana up to, I don't know, the wind in that Boy, area. That's a hell of a walk. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was it was it was gorgeous in the morning. Yeah, and there were Iowa State fans there. I mean, the later into the week it got, the more Iowa State fans were there. Well, and you got to the game early, so you didn't see the hordes coming over the bridge, the Hacienda no, Bridge, I than did. I did. The bridge wasn't even clo- yeah, the bridge wasn't even closed yet. Oh, really? So, so yeah, you did got, get there I, early. I got there about yeah, I get there about three hours early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
But that was, I saw the pictures of it. That was impressive. It really was. Yeah. Randy, you go into a new stadium in Allegiant Stadium. You've been in a lot of press box. So kind of a two-parter. Press accommodations in a new stadium. Anything good, different. But you got a bad story. Just a press box that just was an absolute dump. <laughs> One of the worst places you've ever gone. Something's got to pop into your mind, right? Of, the, of, the, of this place? or of a, Just in general. In all your years covering, what's the worst press box you've ever been in? Oh, Wow. The worst press box I've ever been in. Um, that's a great question. I want to say I want to say uh, the worst press box I've ever been in at a place where I didn't expect anything to be bad was back before Penn State uh-huh. um, renovated its press box, uh-huh. and that was and that was before Penn State took away put suites up and took away the view of the mountains. Um, from the stadium, and, and yeah, that I, I don't, I can't remember, but I don't think that press box was even air conditioned. It was horrific, and Iowa State isn't either. But no. at least Iowa State, you get a breeze because you can open the windows. Um, I remember the Penn State being horrific, and that was probably twenty, twenty five years ago. That was pretty bad. Um, but uh, wow, um, these press boxes today of the of these stadiums, they're they're just incredible. I mean, the ones they're they're building now. Um, Mike at, uh, at, uh, in, in Las Vegas, in Las Vegas. I mean, it was, it was, they didn't have all the, the, the top of the line stuff open as far as what they, what they would for Raiders games, because at Raiders games, you could see they've got buffet, food buffets and food stations set up and things like that. Not that eating's not important (laughs) to us, but, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, um, see, I don't. Once I once I get into a stadium anymore, and I don't even care where I sit, and and the seating, I think we were, I don't know, down by the twenty yard line or whatever. I don't even care where I sit anymore, as long as the internet works. That's all I care about. Because <laughs> we can watch the game on the TV. We've right. got TVs everywhere in the press box, so we can see it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was good. That's what I did, Randy. I, w- I went for a tour of Legion Stadium. I left before kickoff and got back to the win and settled in my chair at the sport race and sports book and watched it there and drank beer and had a blast. Anyway, so let's yeah, get yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Let's get to the here and now and here comes Big Twelve play and look, there's they, they didn't accomplish what they set out to do in the non conference portion of the season. Still haven't checked that beat Iowa box if you're Campbell, but everything's still in front of them, right? With the with the Big Twelve looming out there and it starts this week against Baylor who. Randy, I don't know about you. I don't know how you can get a real good feel for this team. They've beaten literally yeah. nobody. A couple nobody. of schools from Texas and Kansas, who's just awful. And Kansas, it was 14-7 into the third quarter before they pulled away. So, I mean, Baylor, it's on the road. I get that. It's a Big 12 game. It's not like it's going to be a layup. But what when you look at Baylor, what do you think you know about them? I don't know anything about the same way. other than the fact that right now their, their statistics look backwards. Um, they're, they're averaging, they're averaging over 300 yards rushing and, that, and that's no misprint. They're averaging over 300 yards rushing wow. right now. I mean, Baylor used to pass for that many, pass for that many yards. Yeah. So, um, and that, that's coming from, from two guys essentially. So yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm not going to go crazy over, over anything, any Baylor statistics, because like you said, I, I, they're building their their statistical resume against Kansas, Texas Southern, and Texas, Texas State. State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, please give me a break. Um, but that's Baylor. Baylor historically doesn't play mm-hmm. a great non conference um, 
great non-conference opponents. So I don't I don't necessarily believe anything um, I see when it when it comes to the Baylor when it comes to the Baylor stats and their quarterbacks, um, whatever his name I can't remember his name, but what, yeah, Bohannon, yeah, no. yeah, no relation, no Bohannon. Um, <laughs> they don't even spell the name right. I don't know. No. the same. Um, He's he's completing seventy four, seventy five, seventy three, something like that percent of his passes. I don't believe that either, mm-hmm. um, because again he's he's throwing against horrible defenses. So I got I have to see it to believe it. And, and I will give this. Campbell said during on Tuesday during his weekly media session that this is probably the most speed or among the fa- the quickest teams he'll see all season. And that I believe because Baylor always has fast players, but. Beyond that, I've got to see it to believe it. You know, Baylor, a year ago, had Iowa State on the ropes up at the half, and Kenny DeWango completely flipped that game mm-hmm. around as Iowa State came roaring back in the second half. They were able to run the football in that game. It looks like the defense, at least on paper, appears to be better here. And the Iowa State running game just has not get going. We talked about it a lot this week, Randy. Is it an offensive line problem? Is it Brees Hall banged up? Is it something schematically why can't the run game, even against UNLV, Brees Hall got to 100, but a lot of took a lot of carries to get there. What's wrong with the Iowa State run game? Well, he got to 100 and three quarters. I mean, yeah, also, I mean, it was just three quarters against against uh, UNLV. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's anything horrible with the offensive line. And Campbell said after the Iowa and uh, Northern Iowa games that they were just a hair off. Um, something's got to be really crazy bad for Campbell to go – crazy and, and, and criticized, but, but he said the offensive line was just a hair off and that Brees was just a hair off. But as we, as, as he went on the last couple of weeks, at least he talked about how, how it was, it was Brees was injured late in the fall practice. And we don't know what it was, but the fact mm-hmm. that he was injured late in fall practice, that possibly could have slowed him up. And I know that against Northern Iowa, there was at least once, where he was caught from behind. So we never saw that happen before. So I tend to believe that, that yeah, he was, he was not fully healthy in, in, at least in the first two games. And in, and in the third game, yeah, I, I, he could have named his yard total if he'd have played four quarters. But um, um, there, there is something askew there, but I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't, the hair off thing that that sounds kind of cliche, but um, we'll. See, I think again we'll have to see on Saturday because because if if the statistics are to be somewhat believed with Baylor, they are they do have a very good rush defense, which means that Brock Purdy might have to win the game or a kicker. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they have one. We'll get to that in a second. What they don't have, Randy, and I sound like a broken record is that second wide receiver. Hutchinson's great. Kohler's a terrific tight end. But when's it going to be Skates or Wilson or Jackson or who am I missing? Uh, Milton? Shaw. Shaw. uh, Even the young kid, the freshman, uh, Noel. Um, One of these guys has to step up and become that second wide receiver and take that role. Who's it most likely to be? Well, they like Noel. Noel or Noel, however you say it. They Mm -hmm. like him a lot. So it, it could end up being him, and he's just a pup. It couldn't. It, it could very well end up being him. But I would think that who who was it? Um, Shaw has been Shaw was banged up, mm-hmm. and so but he's back. I, I would guess that these would be Skates or or um, or Shaw. 
but but I'm telling you, they like Noel. They they really do like him a lot. Um, they like him on the on the edge. Um, but my gosh, when you've got Xavier Hutchinson out there yeah. making cir- circus catches like he did in the whatever quarter it was when he tiptoed the mm-hmm. the the goal line or the the out of the sideline there on yeah. the in the in the end zone, my gosh, that's a big time catch and a big time throw from Brock. No, so, it was. Um, yeah, but you're but you're right. They've just a two prong passing attack right now with a with a very good wide receiver who who I'm really impressed with and and with with um, Charlie Kohler who also was hurt during the fall. Randy uh pronunciation guide says null by the way for Jalen. Does it null? Okay, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. spelled Noel, but it's pronounced yeah. null, null apparently at least yeah. according to cyclones.com. So uh he wrote the article of Des Moines Register I got a kick out of it because it was a talking point 2 years ago. Tents They've been approved. <laughs> right. They're going to be up, and they'll be able to stay out of the heat. They will be up. Yeah, and, and I didn't realize how big a deal it was until the players last year started talking about it, about how hot it was. On how hot it was, but but yet Iowa State outplayed Baylor in the in the in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Darn near won the game. Out, they outplayed Baylor in the fourth quarter, despite all that sun. But but nonetheless, yeah, it was hot there. The sun was beating down. Um, on the sidelines, and and Iowa State was either they requested to have tents too late, or they did not request them. I don't know. I I, I looked up the Big Twelve rule after the game, and you have to request. The Big Twelve has nothing to do with tents, which is insane to me because if that's a health thing, Big Twelve should be involved in that. But nonetheless, the Big Twelve rule says that if you want to use tents or any kind of sideline, whatever stuff. You've got to contact the home school by when on the Wednesday before the game and get their permission to do it. And I don't think Iowa State did that. I don't think Iowa State contacted. I think Iowa State just brought tents and set them up, and, or started to set them up, or something or other. And we're told no. I get. I think that's what happened. But I've been told this year that uh, well, Purdy said it, and and I heard it from. Somebody even before Purdy said it on Tuesday that there will be canopies on both sides, two canopies on each sidelines, and both sidelines will have air conditioned benches. So, and it's not supposed to be as hot as it was two years ago either, Dunner, I don't think. So, all in all, the heat, and with Iowa State's depth that we think they have or that we know they have, depth or the heat won't be a factor for Iowa State. Uh, Randy, to the defensive side of the football, and then I do want to ask you about the kick, kicker. I, I think Jake Hummel's been the MVP of this defense, a defense that's got oh, yeah. a lot of dudes. I mean, Hummel's playing out of his mind. Vaughn comes in and in, uh, in, in a backup role due to injury. He's been terrific. So the two, and this isn't a knock against Mike Rose. He's a terrific player, but we thought Rose and, uh, and Ryan Vance would lead that linebacker core. But and it's probably not fair to say that about Mike Rose that he's not on top of that list. But Hummel's been out of his mind, and and Vaughn, from what we've seen, they've got something there in him as well. They do, and they, we needed to see that too, because because these guys, these Iowa State guys, the, the three starting linebackers, I don't think they're going to come back for their, what would be their right. eighth, their ninth year. I don't think they're going <laughs> to. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I don't. I don't think they will. So uh, so yeah. So yeah, it was nice that Gary, that Gary Vaughn's gotten in there and, and play. Unfortunately, it happened when Orion Vance got hurt. Mm-hmm. But but nonetheless, it, he's played very very well. Um, but 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 to your point, yeah, Hummel, the Dowling kid, is Oof. has been the MVP of the defense. He's all over the field. Uh, um, he's been playing ex- extremely well. 
Um, and I don't know whether it's because offenses are tend to shy away from from Rose. Although Rose has been on, he's played on the boundary and he's played yeah. in the middle. Also, I don't know. I don't know what it's been, but but um, um, Hummel has Hummel has been all over the field making tackles. So I, I, right now you're you're exactly right. He is the MVP of the defense, and I'm guessing that had Will McDonald the defensive end. Mm-hmm. If he's not held on every play, <laughs> yeah, uh, only a hand, uh, less, uh, only a few of which have been called. Um, he could be, he could be right up there too. But, but that poor guy, my gosh, he's playing great. But, but uh, it's he needs to put grease on his arms or something. I don't know. But uh, um, you know, so he won't get held so many times. But, but all in all, those two guys. Those two guys are leading. Are leading what's once again is is a very very good defense. Indeed, they do. We'll get you out of here on this. We've got like a minute left. Uh, Mevis has missed one kick, and that was the. And a lot of folks were very paying close attention to that kick because it would have pushed Cyhawk over the total <laughs> uh, had he made it. But he kicked a fifty something yarder uh, indoors at Allegiant Stadium last week. They've got a kicker that's got a long distance capability. This isn't a knock on a Sally. Is what he is. He's good uh, from inside. Uh, you know thirty whatever 38 40 yards and in uh, Mevis can hit those long kicks that's uh, that's something Iowa State usually doesn't have the luxury of, ha- of having Randy exactly and, and you're right he kicked it indoors that's you know you're right but nonetheless he kicked it and I was on the I, I it was it was it was I was sitting on that side of the 50 yard line and my gosh that had that kick had so much more oomph in it beyond the you know beyond the the goal line I mean beyond the goalpost it was it was a a long kick, and and as far as as far as Connor Asali, go back two years ago to the game at Baylor, he had a forty in the second quarter. He missed a forty nine yarder, and he had a forty nine yarder blocked in the fourth quarter. And what Iowa State lose by two points? So yeah, so they're in a good kicking situation right now. They've made they're combined for six out of seven. Um. Asali is perfect, and you're right. He's kicking like 40 yards in, or whatever it is, 39 yards in, something along those lines. So it's it's a good situation. And oh, by the way, I doubt if we see um, a drop kick on a kickoff this year. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Randy Peterson, Des Moines Register. Petey, good catching up with you. Uh, enjoy Waco if that's possible, uh, and we'll talk to you down the road, Randy. Travel safe, you and Travis. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Good Thanks. to talk to you, Randy Peterson. A uh, long-time uh, reporter, uh, columnist, Des Moines Register. We will take our time. Do you like the, what do you, if you had to bet this game? It's Iowa State. I'm with you. What I, I'm not playing it, but I'm with you. Baylor is better, but they beat in Texas State, Texas Southern, and pounded Kansas after being in a football game into the third quarter. They're better. They're on, and the game's on the road. It's on the road. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back roadies. Mm-hmm. Iowa State's offense, I still have concerns. Yeah. Bohannon's a dual threat. What's the total in this game? Do you have it offhand? I don't. Uh, well, I bet you I can 47 and a half. Okay. Maybe lean there. This feels destined for 21-13. Oh, you think it's low-scoring football? I do. Game? Iowa State's defense is so good. They are. There's no doubt. But I think Baylor's defense is pretty good. Well, they'll be tested this week, I think. Because Texas State, Texas Southern, and Kansas. Arena can coach a defense. Yeah, that's his strong suit, Trent. That's his calling card. That's what's propelled him to his longtime career. Under. Under for you. Uh, you're on a roll. Uh, who am I to 
debate you on that. Well, you're over 500. Well, I am. But you are 11 and 4? 11 and 4. Jesus, so far. Documented. Uh, documented. Uh, we'll document our picks tomorrow at about 11.50. We will hear from Bill Bender, more college football, if you haven't had enough yet, on 1460 KX, of course, Bill with the sporting news. 1460 KX, 106.com. Joined by Dr. Ethan Heisman from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue in West Des Moines. I suffer from dry eyes. It's not just eye drops. There's other treatments that are out there. We have one of the newest treatments available in our office. It's called Intense Pulsed Light, or IPL. It targets the abnormal blood vessels that are the root cause of the inflammation causing dry eye. The side benefit is you don't see those blood vessels anymore. That's Elite Eye Care. 9250 University Avenue in West Des Moines and a new location, the Eye Company. You can see it. Picture the building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite GR. Get your podcasts. Yes, football season is here, but baseball season never ends. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. With portable pitching mounds and everything else you need for your indoor facility. Or help this fall getting your field ready for next spring and summer. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Go to VictoryMounds.com and stay in the game. Week three of the NFL season gets started tonight, and it's only getting better at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a great offer. Bet a dollar on any football game this week. Receive 150 bucks in free bets instantly, even if your bet loses. Indeed, Trent. In this football season, there's more from DraftKings. All customers can swing big with DraftKings Same Game Parlay. Same Game Parlays, they allow you to combine multiple bets. What it does, it makes for a bigger payoff. This week, here's their offer. Place the Same Game Parlay on any NFL game, and you'll be credited with up to $25 if your bet loses. So... Bet $25. Yes. Don't bet five. Bet 25 because if you lose, you get your 25 back. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, and best part, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Get out your phone right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code when you do, KXNO, to receive that $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code KXNO this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. I will only do customers only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem called Brothers Lawn Care. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Let's get our friend Bill Bender in here from the Sporting News where he writes college football. We'll get into uh, some of the stories from this past week, but let's, uh, Bill, as always, thank you for joining Trent and I. Uh, Yesterday, the college football committee, um, at least they didn't, well, let me get your take. It seems like it's going to happen, but maybe not as quickly as we thought that the process was going to get accomplished in. Uh, Was that your take, Bill? Yeah, I mean, expansion's common it, it, it will but i mean i think they all want what's in the best interest of them 
And by them, I mean the Power Five conferences. The Big 12 is going to want some sort of access to an expanded playoff, probably automatic guaranteed. Um, Big 10, the Rose Bowls factoring in, the TV contracts are factoring in, where more than one network is going to want a piece of this thing instead of just ESPN. I think that's something that doesn't get put in there often. And then, um, you know, there was a Ross Dellinger put out like a good one of those flow charts for this and pretty much agreed it with every word with it. You know, Bill, you mentioned the Rose Bowl. It seems like maybe we've come to a point. The Rose Bowl has had so much power, and I understand it is such a special place, the granddaddy of them all. But maybe for the first time since we've uh, since playoffs have been discussed, and the Rose Bowl would always be that fly in the ointment. Well, we we want our you know our Pac-12, our Big Ten matchup, and we do, we want to be the four o'clock Central kick on New Year's Day. Might the Rose Bowl have to? You know, acquiesce a little bit because it just—it seems like we're at that spot now that the Rose Bowl doesn't wield the clout that maybe they once did. Well, I mean that's certainly possible, but I mean, the Rose Bowl has a lot of things that people don't realize. They have more money. They still have a ton of influence on the sport. They have that January slot that they want so much. And anybody that's been—I I guess that's a Big Ten thing to me. You know, anybody that's ever been there, there are people that call the Rose Bowl a dump. Oh, and I just kind of laugh at it because right. I was like, that is the that stadium has so much tradition and all those things that the Big Ten values, so to speak. So I think the easiest solution in a lot of ways is to make the Rose Bowl part of the national championship rotation. I've always thought that that venue should have the national title oh. game maybe once every three years. And then you can put it in all those corporate places that we love so much. <laughs> Get to AT&T Stadium and right. you know, those kind of places. It makes a lot of sense. There also seems like... At least there's reports out there that there is a growing number of athletic directors and school presidents that think eight is the right number as opposed to 12. Is this lip service? Is this trying to kick the SEC because they're the ones ultimately that came up with the 12-team proposal? Where is eight coming from right now? Well, I think eight is uh, should be the right number. You know, they kind of skipped the steps from six to 12. <laughs> you I mean, eight, you, you could get... Assuming that the Big 12 is no longer a power conference, so to speak, in the new setup, you get four champions, another automatic qualifier, and then, you know, two or three at larges. But I tell people this all the time. Once you go to eight, you know what we're going to do all year. You guys are going to call me and say, oh, well, who's the ninth, number yep. nine team in the rankings? And I'm going to be like, I don't care. You know, like, I, you know what I mean? And then when we, when we do 12, people are going to argue about 12, 13, 14. That is inevitable because we're already doing it with four with five, six, and seven. Uh, Bill, let's go back to the uh, what we saw last weekend and then talked about this week. And um, Trent and I, uh, on Monday, one of the takeaways for me anyways uh, was we may not have the foregone conclusion of the playoff teams that we thought we were going to have and have had over the previous years. I mean, Ohio State, Oklahoma, um, Alabama, Clemson for sure – we may not. We may get some new blood in the in the fourteen playoff this year, Bill Benner. That was my take after we've seen three weeks of college football. Well, Oregon controls their own destiny as long as they don't mess up twice. Pac twelve is bad though, so you know that they're in control. Alabama looked human mm-hmm. in terms of. I think Florida laid out the three things you have to do to have a chance. You got to survive the first quarter. You got to have a dual threat quarterback that can stress the defense and. Alabama isn't running the ball. And then you mentioned Clemson's offense is bad right now. 
it's not – I mean, they've got to settle in on that side. Ohio State has issues on defense, but they ha- also have – you know, they added another playmaker last week. You know, I, I don't think Travion Henderson should leave the backfield at this point. No, and then um, Oklahoma, for some reason, doesn't have its closer gene, if you know what I mean. And Big 12 may bring that – Big 12 play may bring that out. I think they're going to stump West Virginia this weekend. Do you? I do. I think I think they've gotten through – Last week was one of those games, and we talked about it, where they hadn't seen each other in a while, right? Oh, yeah. When you have two people that don't like each other, they haven't seen each other in a long time, and they get in the same room, you know the emotions were going to be high. And I thought Nebraska played that well, way. They played very well. So I think um, that that's something to keep a watch on. Bill Bender joining us from the Sporting News. Bill, let's go to your home state. The Buckeyes get the win, but... Not impressively against the Tulsa team. Usually pretty good defensively. Offense never their calling card, yet they roll up over 500 yards of total offense against that Buckeye D. What buttons can be pushed? What can be done? They're moving things around with the defensive coordinator and Coombs, just on and on and on. What's going wrong with this Buckeye D? Well, talk, talk to any Ohio State fan. They'll tell you the frustration is that front four isn't getting enough pressure, isn't and for the talent they have on the front four, with guys like Zach Harrison and Haskell Garrett and the talent and freshmen behind them, they should be getting more sacks. And that's stressing the back seven, and that's leading to the big plays. And then you have some confusion with who's calling the plays. You know, it's probably going to be Matt Barnes. I think what's the long game here is Ohio State is going to have a new defensive coordinator with a ton of experience mm-hmm. next year. Not somebody that's a first-time. A, a job like Ohio State, you shouldn't have a first-time defensive coordinator. And that's what they're going to have next year. They're going to have probably going to be one of those old hats. And um, I don't think it'll be Mark D'Antonio, but that game, that name gets popped up a lot. Mm. But I, I think he's happy in retirement. Uh, Bill, I want to talk about, and you wrote about this game. I think it was yesterday it came out. I think if Trent and I had to name our favorite coach that, you know, not uh, one of the, in, in, not an in-state coach, Sam Pittman would be on that list. Mm-hmm. We both love Pittman and his story and the fact that, you know, he was way down the list of choices and he signed a, a contract, you know, in, um, one of the lowest paid coaches, um, in, in, at a power five school. And yet he's got this team playing so well. They beat the snot out of Texas. Here comes Texas A&M. Can Arkansas keep it going? I think that this is a this is a toss up game, Bill Bender. It is, and um, you know I think one of the best early season storylines is Arkansas's revival. I mean, this is a program that has been good in the past, but what Sam Pittman's done is proved that fit matters. If they go out in the first month of the season and sweep Texas and Texas A and M, the excitement in Fayetteville is going to be off the charts. I think their running game with five guys that have over 100 yards rushing. Mm. K.J. Jefferson's been brilliant at quarterback. I mean, I picked Texas A&M to win this game, but I always do these qualifiers. Arkansas could easily win that game. But the running game they have, if they can pressure Zach Calzada, um, but I kind of went off, go off that track record of Texas A&M's won the last night meeting. (laughs) No, there's that. Nine in a row. NC State hasn't been very good under Dave Doran, the former Drake Bulldog against ten, t- top 10 teams, but though Clemson's ranked there, they certainly don't feel like a top 10 team with the way their offense is played. Chance at an upset here with the Wolfpack? Uh, maybe. I, I think all this talk about Clemson, they're going to come out, and I think DJ Uwangalele is going to have a good game. New, NC State is decent against the run, but 
Clemson hasn't, for all that talk about the offense, they still haven't allowed an offensive touchdown yet. You know, they had the goal line stand when it mattered. Brian Bercy is part of a dominant defensive line. And I think Will Shipley is just going to get better with each week. I mean, the surprising thing with their offense is Justin Ross has been more of a possession receiver than a deep threat. Once they establish that they can throw the ball down the field, they're going to start running ACC teams out of the out of the. I was going to say gym. Forgive me, I've been at basketball, <laughs> but off the field and uh, um, go from there. So I, I think their their questions are more long term than short term. I think they'll take care of business down at Carter Finley this weekend. Did you sleep well Monday night after your Packers and Aaron Rodgers looked like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers again? And if so, what do you think will happen Sunday night as they head to San Francisco? I didn't sleep well in the first half because the Lions moved the ball yeah, and down the field off. They did. So, uh, I, you know, it's, it's going to be as the world turns with Aaron Rodgers every week. I mean, last week it was Everett Sky falling. This week it was Aaron Rodgers talks to the trolls. And then next week he's going to be back on the other one, I'm, I'm afraid, because I think the Niners are going to win that game mm. with a healthy team and a good running game. And you know, I hope I'm wrong, but um, it, it, like I said, it's every week with the Packers there's going to be some sort of trying to drum up some drama. But if they get, I mean, it's pretty simple. When they get the ball to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, good things happen. Yeah, they certainly did last Monday, no doubt about that. The Sunday night football, uh, Packers and the Niners. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Great stuff, Bill. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk with you next week. Appreciate it. Hey, you're the best. Thanks so much. Take good care. to talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Good stuff. That's a, it's a good Sunday nighter. And the 49ers, historically, recent history, Played really well against the Packers. They have. I don't think Rodgers, is he 0-5 against the number against San Fran? Is that what it is? In, yeah, I think he's, it's, not, it's not gone well for Green Bay. I saw it popped up in the middle of the week, up to four just for a moment, and then was bought right back down to three and a half. Mm-hmm. So, good Sunday nighter. Because we need it after tonight's game. Woof. <laughs> well, there's two games. There's a college game. Does it Marshall Appy stay moving it, it is. at all? no. I got a future on Apple, Appy State to win the Sun Belt. Need mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Eh, I just no. Yeah, can't get excited for and it. Tyrod Taylor's out for Houston. I don't even know he's playing quarterback. Hey, there's a kid from that played at Johnston who's backing up at Miami this week. He's yeah. number two on the depth chart. Recent that. Yeah. So, so tell me about him. He was good baseball player, good athlete. Yeah. He left the state to play college football, San Diego, right? Which is non-scholarship. They yep. play in the same league as Drake. Drake, yeah. Pioneer League. Good quarterback there. Big kid. Had the tools. Got a chance. And he's hung around for a while. I think it started in Tampa last year under Brady. Huh. Got to learn from him a little bit wow. on the practice squad. So what a story, huh? From the CIML to an NFL roster. As a quarterback. And talk about making a And no a right one choice. knows about this kid. You know, you don't get an offer from I or Iowa State or anybody at the FBS level. Well, I'm going to walk on. How about I just move to San Diego? Well, there's worse places to be than that. Yeah, that's a pretty good decision. He's obviously got something between the years. And very well going to be paying off those student loan debts very quickly if he continues <laughs> to hang around. <laughs> it's not something. CIML, uh, backup quarterback, one hit away from playing in the NFL. and Who? Huh? It's 11.45. By the way, if you'd like to win tickets to watch Iowa and Colorado State, go to the Miller & Condon Twitter account. You'll see the uh, the pinned tweet 
Uh, what you need to do is give us the total points, both teams, closest without going over on Thursday night football, Carolina and Houston. You must use the hashtag Fuller Dental. Must use it Fuller Dental. But here's the, um, I guess, the, what you need to know. If the game is 38 and you get 38, but somebody took 38 before you, that person's going to win. So scroll through the timeline. Grab a number that hasn't been taken, closest without going over, two tickets for Saturday's game, Iowa-Colorado State will be awarded. Uh, well, we'll do. We'll tell you who won tomorrow. Uh, we will tell you who Trent's going to play next. Play of the daytime when we come back on 1460 KXNO. And Owen, Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy. It's zero res claim. Welcome back. 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. The Miller & Condon Twitter page. Contest rules for tonight's giveaway. Colorado State Iowa tickets. You can find it right at the top of Miller & Condon. All right, Trent Condon. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do tonight? There's a college game. Appy State's favorite a touchdown. Yep, right in that range. Uh, Carolina, a little more. Eight, roughly. There's baseball. There's the Brewers. There's the annuity that is betting money line on the Cardinals. 11 straight days. What are you going to do? I'm playing baseball tonight for my pick I'm handing out. Handed out a total last night. Took a while, but we got over. Fernando Tatis hit the home run that allowed me to How go to bed. How has he got now? 40. It's that was his 40. 40. Wow. Yeah. There's a new broadcast I hadn't heard, a female last night. She was really good, her and Doug Glanville, and never got her name. They never brought it up on the Chiron. On, where Search did on you Twitter. watch it? On ESPN. Okay, yeah. And uh, she works apparently with the Orioles, is kind of her main gig, but I okay. thought she was really good last night. Fun baseball game as the Giants pulled away mm-hmm. and then held on at the end. So had the total, the over in that game. We're going to play Dodgers another over. went down, by the way, they yesterday. Did. Another over. This one feels almost too good to be true. And looking at it, public is mm-hmm. all over this. 68% of the Ben's currently on the over in the god-awful Orioles against the god-awful Rangers. Oh Look at this pitching matchup. Glenn Otto. This dude's got an ERA of 9.37. The Orioles counter was Zach Lother, who has an ERA of 9.61. Jesus. And the total is nine. I know both these offenses stink, but it feels like stealing money. I'm guessing there's plenty of good seats available at Camden Yards for that one. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, Jesus. Yuck. And what an organization. You remember great times. I remember yes. great times. It is hideous. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful ballpark and a great baseball city. It really is. To see what has happened to that organization. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing, it really is. Well, they're in the American League East, so I'm not going to shed too many tears. <laughs> as a Understandable. Fan of the team in the American League. How are your Blue Jays? Feeling good? No. Well, Cons- they got the Yanks. They got the three game set against the Yankees Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of nice. next week. And I think the Yanks and the Red Sox collide all weekend. Um, yeah, I'm still feeling like they're a playoff team. I'm convinced the Cardinals are. I've seen enough. Yes. They are in postseason. Kikuchi also goes for the Mariners tonight, so you know i got to bet him. Oh, you have to. That's your guy. All right, uh, Murph and Andy, in an hour and five minutes, the Fanatics at three, Cyclone Fanatic Radio at six, 
Hawkeye Nation Radio at 7. I'll be there. You and Downs doing it? We got it. Good stuff. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon on 1460 KXNO, 106.3.